Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's episode of The Scoop. My ho- my name and your only host for today is Bibi, and this is Ice Cream Uploads. We come to you each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. Ish, it is now two minutes to four. It has been a hell of a day. Um, the reason why you've been waiting in the, the, the waiting lobby for a while is because things are still coming through work-wise. Uh, and... I'm, I'm trying to get things sorted. I'm trying to get Chips everything, home. you know, out there. But I also Chips wanted home. to try and get a podcast out for you guys today. Obviously, uh, we put out a message out on Friday saying that we would be able to give you our video game awards opinions today. When I put that out, I didn't realize that Graham would still be away <laughs> in Bologna. Um, so, yeah, I did kind of uh, deceive you guys into that one. I do apologize. But hopefully over the next couple of days, we'll be able to have a proper sit down uh, and have a look what's been happening regarding the video game awards. There's obviously been a lot of fallout since my message went out on Friday. Um, a lot of articles have been written, um, albeit extremely negatively uh, in light of what the video game awards has eventually turned out to be rather than it just being uploads, a video game uploads, award show. Uploads, it just uploads, seems to be a market, uploads, uh, <clears throat> a marketing message now, uh, not about the good things that happen in video games, um, but basically just video game trailers and video game news rather than it being award ceremonies for the people who have obviously made the video games over the last year so yeah there's a lot of controversy controversy that's happened uh from the video game awards which is obviously something that myself and graham will be absolutely getting into at some point this week for you guys but obviously i didn't want to not go ahead with any kind of news today so i've managed to get a couple of articles again for you this again is the scoop the uk's number one video game podcast even if we do say so ourselves and we go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m I've just seen that 12 are subscribed. Thank you very much. Absolute shagger. That's 16 months, ladies and gentlemen, that he has been a subscriber for. The Mac and Game is in here. Chappers is in here too, as well as JMK, Ted Nort, and the rest of you lovely lot. Uh, let me close down my Slack because that is definitely one. It is definitely mine that you can hear uh, in case you guys are also working from home today and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm getting pelted by Slack. Nope, that is me. Um, how was the birthday, Mush? So essentially, it was my birthday over the weekend. It was on Saturday. I am now 33 years young, looking as good as ever, I might add. Um, however, it was a bit of a mare. So Friday, I was meant to go to a gig in Manchester. That didn't end up happening because my boy was sent home from nursery on Friday afternoon and he has been struggling all weekend. He's also been off nursery. Do I say off nursery? He's been out of nursery today uh, and the wife has been looking after him. So yeah, it's, it's not been great. Um, I didn't really get to do anything that we was meant to be meant to be doing. <laughs> so essentially I just stayed in uh, this weekend, had, a, had, had family thing and that come round, uh, managed to watch City. They didn't ruin my birthday uh, by losing. We ended up winning, but United obviously made it by losing on Saturday as well as Arsenal too. So again, in terms of birthdays, I enjoyed it because I didn't do anything. But at the same time, all the stuff that we was actually meant to be doing and planning went out the window because Joseph wasn't well. But ultimately, Joseph's getting better. So, and that's the main thing in it you know what I mean it was absolutely fine on Sunday I thought we were going to be flying Sunday morning he got up he looked much better he had a lot more colour in his face his cough had gone down and then as soon as he had his breakfast he was just standing in the front room he just went Bleh, just threw up everywhere and I was like for fuck's sake just when you think he's coming out the other end and it, it wasn't coming out the other end just when you think he's coming out the other end the other side of it um, inevitably he's still unwell um, and he's still got a bit of a cough on him this morning so yeah hopefully he'll be going into nursery tomorrow 
But that's it. Uh, that's about it. Up the Reds. Fuck you, says Ted. <laughs> Glazes in. Uh, fair enough, reasonable worth it. Yeah, I mean, again, I was meant to be going for some Chinese food in Manchester uh, on Saturday. Didn't happen. Meant to be going on a gig on Friday. Didn't happen. So, yeah. yeah as, as far as... I think, I think Samantha was more upset about my birthday than me, not being able to do all of this stuff. But, yeah, it's a birthday that I spent pretty much the entirety of it inside. Um, but, yeah, the boy's getting better, so here we go. A succulent Chinese meal, ah, you know judo, sir. <laughs> yes, that was what that's what I was hoping for, but unfortunately, that never came to fruition. Um, but yeah, enough about what my birthday was. Obviously, we used to do that. So we usually do that stuff in the pre-show, but Graham's not here, so we're not having a pre-show today. This is what we call a dollop, which is just usually me talking to you guys. Obviously, with the power of the chat and you guys jumping in with the video game news opinions. I can then give you my thoughts and opinions on top of your thoughts and opinions. And then we have a up putting this podcast out later on. So yeah, it's recorded live over on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. So it then gets put into a podcast and then video services across the world, like Spotify, Google play. Uh, it's not, it, well, it is Amazon music, but it's also um, anchor.fm. I don't know if that's actually the thing anymore. I think it's called Spotify for podcasters or something along those lines. Not SoundCloud. We bin that off about a year ago now, I think, because um, it was charging us a stupid amount of money for something that we're getting for free over at Spotify. Have a bit of that. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's about time to get into our first news story, and it's a hot one. It's one that you guys have been talking about in our Discord. If you're not already in our Discord, I uh, absolutely implore you guys to get involved in there because the conversation doesn't just stop when this podcast does or the stream goes down. The, the talk continues over in our Discord, and it has been on fire this weekend with what deemed to be one of the worst games of the year. So jumping in then over at Eurogamer, uh, Vicky Blake goes on to say that Zombie MMO, the day before's player count, drops 75% despite a day one patch. Um, so she goes on to, she continues to say, sorry, that a Zombie MMO the day before has seemingly lost three quarters of its players base since it released to overwhelmingly bad reviews just two days ago. Now, this was written on the 9th of December, which was my birthday, in case you were wondering. So, yes, it got released on the 7th of December last week after much speculation. Uh, she goes on to say, as spotted by PCGN, whilst the game hit concurrent peak of 38,104 players on release day, December 7th, right now, less than 10,000 players are currently in the game. According to SteamDB, the 24-hour peak sits at just 12,210. Despite releasing an early access, players have been critical of the game's lackluster offering, with some labeling it as nothing more than a cash grab. The team is listening, however, and it says that it's responding to players' feedback. In a patch deployed yesterday, the 8th of December, the day before Bibby's birthday, five days after Graham Day's birthday, Fantastic said it had addressed the most critical issues with the game, had improved overall performance, and had rolled out more zombies as well as offering five times the in-game currency wood coins for completing tasks. The team also say that there is an improved game and netcode performance and says that it has improved the mechanics of the spawning on uh, sorry spawning of the infected to increase the chances of encountering them in the fur in the world. As well as addressing the shooting in both first and third person, you should also expect now to find more ammo on the corpses of the dead infected and your items shouldn't go walk about when you stash them anymore. For the full details of what to expect in the update, head over to Steam. Yesterday Ed downloaded Zombie MMO the day before so 
So you didn't have to, to a certain, if the overwhelmingly negative reviews are receiving are also fair. As I'd summarised for us at the time, it being a rocky road for the game with accusations that the game was a scam, copying the work of other developers, criticisms against the use of unpaid volunteers and a trademark dispute with the Korean calendar app. Just days ago, developer uh, Fantastic released a statement apologising for the game's marketing and requesting to please don't accuse us of scamming. So, uh, whether or not you was on the fence that this was going to be a banger or something that you was hopeful was going to achieve big things, um, I don't want to say the writing was on the wall for this at the beginning because this is a game that I'm fairly certain over the last two and a half, three years, all of us have been waiting to see what actually comes of it because what we was promised seemingly isn't what we've ended up getting. We was promised a open world survival MMO game and what we've ended up getting is uh, an extraction shooter. Um, which if you are new to what extraction shooters are, you drop in with whatever you've got. If you're dropping in for the first time, chances are you're probably going to have nothing or at least uh, uh, just a pistol with no bag or anything to be able to pick up. You go around, you pick up stuff, and then you extract with them. Essentially, it's that simple. Whatever you find, you bring back with you unless you get killed in combat. If you get killed in combat, you lose everything. That is what an extraction shooter is, and a lot of them are fantastic. Some of them are a bit mid and some of them are just god awful and I feel like with what we are getting at the moment with this and the mixed messages that we're getting this definitely falls into the oh my god I can't believe this is an actual game now I had high hopes for this in terms of what we saw with many of the trailers some of them were blatant ass not in terms of what they looked like and what they was offering but just in terms of how they was manipulated to look like something that they wasn't and then again i keep on using the word seemingly because I, as much as i am criticizing them for what we've got what their messages and their market messages were prior were completely different than what we've ended up getting the fact that this was meant to be an open world mmo game and what we've ended up getting is an extraction shooter is completely changing the goalposts you cannot change the genre of your game and pull the rug under people when you're off when you have basically had your entire marketing messages of this being a survival open world MMO game. Like it just it can't it can't work like that. And interest I say interestingly, inevitably they've been found out with that. Now this doesn't mean to say that this game won't eventually be something different. I just feel like everyone will leave before that's the case. Like I'm not gonna tie them with the same brush as the cyberpunk stuff, despite this being <laughs> I don't want to say in the same breath, just as bad. But I feel like the, the their redemption arc is going to be something that I don't think they're going to achieve. We we slammed Cyberpunk um, and also CD Projekt Red for releasing that game in the first place. The fact that the, a couple of days before, ironically, a couple of days before, there wasn't any gameplay footage being captured on anything other than PCs. Like there was no PlayStation 4 footage. Obviously, I don't think the PlayStation 5 was released at the time. Um, there was no footage of what it looked like on any of the old gen cards. The best way to play Cyberpunk at the time was on Google Stadia, and that says a lot about the product of the game. Now, obviously, if you was playing it on a high-end PC, a two-grand PC, you was obviously getting a flawless, a uh, flawless results. Two and a half years, three years later, Cyberpunk now is being uh, it's being touted as one of the best video game experiences out there. Despite my like three hours of playing it, the world is beautiful. The missions seem to be working. The new UI interface and everything else that's gone along with it. There's a lot of love, care, and attention that's been put into that game. It's definitely a game that I can recommend now. 
it has been achieved by the reputation of what CD Projekt was and the people who were working on it and the experience that they've had to go through to get there. I don't believe this team has that. I don't believe they have what other companies had. Like the Hello Games situation with No Man's Sky, arguably that could have gone either way and it just turns out to be that they have just poured heart and soul, effort, experience, uh, learnings, community feedback, all of the above into No Man's Sky and it's turned out to be uh, an amazing, roaring success, one that's still thriving today. I don't believe that the day before will have that kind of success. I hope it does because... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say graphically it looks bad because I, I I don't think it does. I think there's more recent games that have come out that look equal or a little bit worse than what we've seen with that game. However, the fact that when you shoot a zombie and then it takes like two seconds for that bullet to register for the animation of the zombie to then hit the floor or stutter or anything like that, that's inexcusable. That's something that even if it's in early access, you've got to go, did anybody test this game before it came out? Like the fact that they've had to put more spawn, uh, more zombies in to fill out the world says that I don't think this game had any kind of quality test and I feel like they've been pressured into putting it out off of their own timeline, by the way, not in terms of we need this game now as a community. I believe that they've kind of made their own bed with this. I don't think it's going to have the, the kind of... Uh, Rise of the rise from the ashes that the rest of the games that I've mentioned will have, and it's unfortunate, but I don't think it's got the staying power. I don't believe that there's going to be enough people there. Uh, unless I imagine most of them are probably refunded after an hour, not getting into the bloody game. Like I am, apparently the servers were that bad that they wouldn't let you in. So if people have waited like forty-five minutes, nearly an hour, they've gone. Do you know what? I can't be asked with this. I'm watching uh, someone on Twitch play it, and it looks like ass. I'll just refund it now, and I'll come back to it later down the line. Like I imagine the 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 amount of money that has had to be refunded on this game is probably one of the worst of the year. So. There's a long road ahead for them. Um, I don't believe that they're going to get anywhere close to what they wanted from this, but that's not me. That doesn't mean to say that they won't have the staying power with it and obviously want to try and make a success of it. Uh, isn't podcast uh, Google Podcast closing down as well? Probably says Tank. Uh, Ted not says don't want to say I told you so, but <laughs> this was thrown together in months, not years. They got called out, panicked, and threw together what they could. Says uh, says Tito as well. This is a hilarious example, and he's got a clip there for us. Um, uh, refunds and track uh, and track record says it's dead on arrival. Again says Tito, uh, and Jay says if only the disciple made this into an amazing game. I hope that they do. I hope. I my hope is when a video game gets released that they are proud of it, and if they're not then they probably haven't worked hard enough on it like i know there's a lot of people who might have some sort of interest at the top uh maybe um i don't know they might have had people pouring millions in to try and get this along stakeholders and such and they've had to get this out as soon as possible but if you are someone in a high enough position and you say right you put a million pounds into this game development we are not happy with how it looks at this moment in time if we put this out we're not going to get anything back You'd think the business person on the other end will go, do you know what, I'll give you another six months then or I'm pulling out all funding. Putting it out beforehand doesn't really do you that much justice and this is this is what we're getting from it. This is the spoils. And unfortunately, I don't believe that they have the, the same kind of staying power or the experience that the guys over at CD Projekt and Hello Games have now. And again, that's comma now, not like now we've got a new statement. But who knows? 
who knows? I, I I could be completely wrong in this, and I hope that I am because I don't want any game to fail it. There's been enough people working on this game, whether or not they are volunteers or paid workers. There's been enough people working on this game for them to try and be proud of their name credit that's going alongside this game. I don't want to see anybody out of a job with that. We've had over 10,000 jobs in this video game industry just disappear this year. People who have worked in video games or in a particular game for the last 15 years have just had their job taken away from them for no reason other than I imagine people making really bad financial decisions. Um, unfortunately, jobs, unless you are a really poor performance worker, jobs don't tend to just disappear unless somebody somewhere hasn't made a mistake. Um, so I imagine if their job has uh, at a video game company has been taken away from them is because somebody else somewhere will have allocated money that they shouldn't have allocated or allocated it in the wrong place. Therefore, turn of events, there's like a pyramid that goes down. There's like a spiral domino effect. Uh, but it's always the same people at the top that get to keep their jobs and their bonuses at the end of the year, which is an utter fucking disgrace. Um, but yeah, uh, the seemingly decisions that get made um, away from, uh, we'll call it the pit, where people are obviously working hard to try and get these games are Decisions away from the pit always end up coming down and, and the pit seems to start being dissolved, which, again, is frightening. It's, again, something that never got alluded to in the Video Game Awards, uh, how an amazing year for video games. We've been saying all year that 2023 was shaping up to be the best year in video games. It pretty much was probably the best year ever, and it seems to be record numbers of jobs have gone out the window alongside it, which is utterly bullshit. Um, again, just poor decisions being made left, right, and center from people who <sighs> probably shouldn't be making these decisions in the first place. I can't imagine that most of them were backed into a corner to make these decisions. I imagine most of them have probably just made them to try and move money about, and it's just not gone well for them. Uh, the pirate says, how do you make it as a streamer? I'll let you know when, uh, when, when I make it, mate. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a shit year for the people who have been working on them, but an amazing year for the games that have come out. And it's so bittersweet. It's so bittersweet because we, uh, as video game players, we can only play what's put in front of us. And the awards that have been won this year for the video game awards, again, I don't want to touch too much on it because I want to save all of my thoughts and opinions. Uh, for when me and Graham eventually get back together again this week and discuss it in full because it was a hell of a show, but there's just so much more fallout than actually taking place during the show. Do you know what I mean? So I want to try and save as much as I can with that. I was watching a video of one of the YouTubers uh, I watched as I was playing the new patch. He was killed by a player who had killed, uh, who he killed five seconds earlier, according to the kill feed. That's how bad the desync got at times. Wow. So yeah, it's, it's there's so much going on with that game at this moment in time that we can't ignore it but at the same time it's an early access game from a lot of different people who have been mismatched together um and hopefully they'll make something of it but we'll have to wait and see uh tito says dead bodies despawn after around 30 seconds too not great if you have to kill the other zombies before you can loot yeah i mean we'll keep an eye on it we'll keep an eye on it because it's going to be a game that's going to be in the spotlight for <laughs> I'm probably going to say till March. I think that's we'll, we'll get a good four months out of it till people genuinely put it down. You'll have less than 300 people uh, on the server playing this game, uh, unless they put out four or five hot patches. But yeah, we've obviously got the Christmas break coming up, so will the people be working over that? I'm not too sure. 
Um, so if I, I don't know, we 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 genuinely have no idea. We don't know the insight into this game, but fingers crossed for him because there's going to be a lot of people who might end up being out of work because uh, because of this game. Again, we can't we can't we can't afford this in the video games industry because as much as um, we are having a stupid amount of games that are being brought out on a daily basis in terms of jobs that are available. There isn't as many as you think. If the 10,000 uh, video game uh, employees have been let go, I'm telling you now there is not 10,000 jobs out there for them to go in. Now, a lot of them will be super specialist in their field that they may be transferable into other types of media. Like if you're a VFX artist or something like that, you can move into the, uh, the film industry or TV industry or something like that. But the QA testers, that is so... I don't want to say niche, but it's literally you're a video game tester. Like that is your industry. You can't video get, you can't test a film, can you? Do you know what I mean? Like it'd just be one of those. You're in you're in the industry that you're in. Um, it do, it's not a transferable skill, so there will be probably three quarters of those jobs that probably aren't transferable, and hopefully those are the guys that um, end up landing on their feet and get a job quickly. Um, because again, there isn't. I can tell you now, there isn't ten thousand jobs in video games waiting for people to move. Um, other, I can imagine bigger studios opening their doors for people who have ultimately lost their jobs and they're taking on maybe twenty, thirty, forty to bring them into the team. But there'll be a lot of uh, indie companies where they might only have seven or eight people working there. They might be able to boost it up to ten if someone might take a, a wage drop and they're going into some of that. Their experience is that good that they're going, okay, we might be able to pay them what they need to make our game better. And then it just, yeah, you, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. It's just, it's just a crying shame that this year has been the best for video games there's probably ever been. And it's just had a record amount of jobs that have gone out the window with it. Um, but anyway, We've got a couple of articles left. I mean, we've been like, it says 38 minutes, probably 10 minutes of that was uh, was the intro and stuff while I was getting stuff sorted out away from the stream. Um, so we've got another two articles for you guys today. Some Call of Duty news. How's about that? Oh, I've just dropped my placemat one second. Firsty work all is talking, my lack. Um, so, <coughs> Jesus. Written on Eurogamer, uh, the new report suggests that a new Call of Duty Warzone Verdansk map is coming back late 2024. Again, by Vicky Blake. Treyarch's upcoming Call of Duty game is set to be released in sorry, set to release in 2024. Will reportedly bring the return of Warzone's original map, Verdansk. While it admits that details remain a little hazy, Insider Gaming reckons that the current plan is to follow the traditional Warzone main map release schedule and have Verdansk return as part of its Black Ops uh, Black Ops Gulf War Season One. By examining how Activision typically schedules its releases, that suggests that Verdansk will be making a comeback to the free-to-play Battle Royale shooter at the end of 2024. It's not clear what season the map will return in, but inside of gaming sources know that it's just a fan favourite. And uh, as you can see, it's an embedded tweet inside that with the Verdansk map. Uh, in case you missed it, the first season of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is here and it ushers in a bevy of new content, including a new Warzone map, Urkistan. Uh, uh, but as Victoria recently explained for us, the map launches with a 100-player count. It makes that 20% smaller than the series uh, Al-Mazra Al map. This has led to some players laughing at that comparatively considered the player number for each match. Typically, Warzone hosts 150 player lobbies. However, developed Raven Software recently explained its decision in a post on X, formerly Twitter, stating it will ensure a good gameplay balance. And this is the tweet. 
This morning we announced that a player came for a sort of player count for Warzone Battle Royale is a hundred players. The team said at the time that our top priority is creating optimal and fun experience for all of our players based on critical metrics. So yeah, it looks like we are going to be getting. Uh, I say we are going to be getting. We we always get an absolute flurry of Call of Duty content throughout the year, and this year is going to be no different. So I. <laughs> The, the map situation is a weird one because I've never really thought about it until I started playing this season's Fortnite. Now, I know these games are completely different, but the way in which Epic Games have uh, come out a couple of days after the game, uh, season five launched, I'm going, do you know what? We we believe that our, that our storm circles are moving a little too fast, so we're going to scale that down by 20 seconds so you get a little bit more time. Um because it was one of the first things that I picked up, that the games were considerably shorter. Now, you might think that 20 seconds isn't a lot of time, but in a 100-player lobby on a map that I don't think is anywhere close to being as big as the Warzone maps are, you, by the time you finish looting and you get out of this particular city or whatever, 20 seconds is an awfully quick amount of time to be able to loot your area, get out, and then f chase a circle. Like I know the circle is quite large, but... If your game is usually 25 to 30 minutes long and then your game ends up being 20 to 25 minutes, that's a significant amount of time being reduced there. I don't think I have played a Fortnite season where I haven't been in the final five and I've had to chase the circle. Like the circle just keeps on moving. It'll be get down to a really small point. I don't know whether or not it's because there's a lot more places to hide on this map. And I know I'm talking about Fortnite, but this is these theories are transferable to the rest of the maps as well, which is obviously why people are complaining from the 150 down to the 100. Like these are transferable problems. But I don't think I've got to a point in Fortnite at any other season barring this one where I've had to chase the storm circle because it's a moving one, because it's got down to the smallest point and people are are still available on the map so there's a fine balance um where things like this have to have to take precedence from the community like the people who are playing this game daily will be giving daily feedback as to what's good what's the meta um how's the map looking is it too open does it need more cover does uh, a certain guns too overpowered does uh, does dolphin diving need to be no all of these things are all teething problems and the way that in which I think Call of Duty deal with it, and the same with Fortnite as well, is that they literally take on board this stuff and they just change stuff throughout the year. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worst. But we do get a flurry of changes, and I think that's the best way to be. Like especially in a live service content game, we are living in the golden age of live service, where we are literally playing free to play games that are evolving daily. Like, I know there's a lot of people, again, going back to Fortnite, that hated the new movement system, but because I've played Fortnite for the last five years, they don't want huge changes like this, but I think it's changes for the better. Like, I'm not as good as probably I once was, but that's on me to get better at how the game plays now because all the all the quality of life stuff that they brought into Fortnite, barring the attachment stuff, which sucks ass. I hate that. Um, again, side mission. I wish that they had little chests that you could get attachments out of rather than the attachments already being on a gun. Who wants a holographic sight on a, a on a sniper rifle or a, a sniper scope on a shotgun? Like all of these things do not make sense. You should find the base weapon on the floor, have mod benches as well as uh, when you get the rare, rare chest, there should be some sights in there that you can attach to your guns. You just put it in your inventory and then you can attach them that way. I digress. All of these changes 
<laughs> Sup, bro, I'm new. Hi, hi, Trav, how you doing? Oh, Trev, sorry. All of these changes that they make throughout the year make you keep on playing. Like, when they're, when Warzone Season 2 comes out, everyone will come back again. The numbers will start to dwindle, and then it'll explode. Numbers will dwindle. Then it'll, then it'll explode. Like, this is just the way that live service games work. They'll save the big stuff for big updates, but they'll drip feed the stuff throughout the year to keep you playing. And that's what live service is. They'll keep your money coming in and they'll also keep on giving you stuff. If you keep on playing it, they'll keep on rolling it out. If the numbers drop by 100,000, chances are the, the, the updates will be smaller and smaller and smaller. But we are at a point where live service, again, is in its golden generation, in my opinion. And we are getting some of the best gaming experiences that we've had. Um, Ted says, hi, uh, I'm new. I'm Ted. You're definitely not new. You've been around here far too long. Uh, Jay says, a change is not always good. I agree. But in terms of a lot of live service games, they, they seem to rectify it enough, uh, quick enough for me to be able to justify me going, yeah, this is actually pretty cool. Anyway, I've got one more news story for you today before I love you and leave you. And here it is. Rain on Gaming Bolt by Chanel Doke. Sonic the Hedgehog's success allowed Sega to revive older franchises like Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi. Get the fuck in. During the Game Awards 2023, Sega announced its plans to revive quite a few of its classic franchises, including Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio. In the press release announcing the revival, uh, the re these revivals, Sega has revealed that the company has felt emboldened to bring back its legacy franchises thanks to the recent success it has seen with Sonic the Hedgehog. In recent years, Sonic the Hedgehog has forged new paths for Sega, bringing in franchises to life and reaching new audiences in ways that we had only dreamed of in the past. The co-COO of Sega Corporations and COO of Sega America, Shunjay Tsutsumi. I'm terrible at reading names. I apologize. I read far too fast and when I read a name... It just rolls off the tongue. So if that's not how it's pronounced, I do apologize. But moving on. Building off the success that we are digging into our legacy and reimagining several franchises to bring these games to more audiences around the globe. Uh, the statement goes on to talk about how this is only the beginning for Sega and today's announcement is just the start of our initiative first and foremost our ambition to create great games with memorable characters and worlds we hope fans of all ages will look towards our future with anticipation as we release these projects in the coming years during its announcement at the Game Awards 2023 Sega confirmed that new games in the Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi are in development the studio also announced games for even older franchises, including Shinobi, Streets of Rage, and Golden Axe! Get the fuck out! Sega recently uh, released a, sorry, <laughs> quite a, it's a small turn of pace there. Anyway, Sonic Superstars, which is described as a new take on the classic 2D Sonic formula, releasing back in October. Sonic Superstars has seemingly seen a weaker start than Sega had anticipated. Uh, previously, the company had released Sonic Frontiers, which was incredibly successful and saw a host of content being released throughout with post-launch updates. So, ladies and gentlemen, in absolutely nobody's shock, they are releasing more games of IPs that people love. It it makes me wonder why they're sat on them for so long. Like, Jet Set Radio has been in people's consciousness since it arrived decades ago. And it's over, like, the last five years, I think they did a remake of it or a remaster that came out somewhere and people are going oh my god this game's amazing again it's so glad to be able to play it crazy taxi stuff i mean crazy taxi i'm not i'm gonna go out and say it because i know you guys won't crazy taxi was not the greatest game of all time however the arcade racing uh driving sim which it wasn't a sim 
but it was it was fun. It was super fun. Now, it's not a game that you're going to be playing for two hours at a time. It's a game that you want to be able to play for 40 minutes and just have a blast. That offspring, As soon as you get in the car and you hear the offspring blazing out of it, like, I love that stuff. It's a hit of nostalgia that if I go to an arcade and it's there, I'll definitely play it. I'll spend a couple of quid on that. No problems at all. What a crazy taxi game looks like in 2023, I do not know. Um, but what a uh, Jet Set Radio game looks like, again, I do not know. But what we do know is that Sonic games sell if they are done correctly. And Sonic Frontiers, I'll be, I looked at it and thought that does not look like a game that I want to play. However, I am happy that the people out there that have played it have thoroughly enjoyed it. It's basically Breath of the Wild, but with Sonic. Having 2D Sonic games like Sonic Mania and Sonic Superstars, that is my cup of tea. I am here for that every single day of the week. There is a, there's a, this fella here, I've had him since I was three years old. I am a huge Sonic fan. I love Sonic games. So, Having 2D Sonic games is definitely something that I will be more than happy to be able to play. But an open world one, it's not my bag, but it is the 12, 13, 14 year old that one that hasn't had the nostalgia that I've had with a Sonic game. It's probably absolutely their bag. And I'm not going to shit on them for having those types of games because that's the, that's the, it's a, completely different world but if i'm getting a golden axe game you better fucking believe that it's a 2d side scrolling beat em up game if i'm getting a streets of rage game you better fucking believe that it's a side scrolling beat em up game like streets of rage 4 stupid success amazing game uh, shredder's revenge teenage mutant ninja turtles amazing side scrolling game like we've we have been inundated with fantastic old school type side scrolling beat em up games and i feel like they are going to make a resurgence so if they're going to be doubling down on any kind of IPs, it's probably going to be them too. Uh, Jay says, studios are just seeing money with remakes, remasters can make. Why bother and think of new IPs? I agree, but I also don't because there is a lot of Dortmund, uh, Dortmund IPs out there that definitely could be printing money that they won't touch for a, a stupid reason. I don't, I'm not entirely sure why, but, they are a license to print money and they're not doing anything with them. But there is a lot of IPs that are coming out nowadays that are just trying to get on the back of trends, which are absolutely ass, aka <laughs> the day before. Um, and they're just not hitting the mark because they think that if they're jumping in, it's like the Battle Royale world that we're, we're now living in. When Battle Royale came out and we had things like PUBG and we had things like Fortnite, uh, H1Z1, they were all the cream of the crop. They were top of the list. Like They was untouchable video games. But they have all kind of started to fall down and then come back up again. But then they'll leave one behind like H1Z1 and then they'll come back up again. And then Fortnite will start to peter off and they'll bring a new map and it'll come back up again. Then Warzone will come in and it'll start to be ass and it'll come back up again. Like this, so, Everybody jumping in to do a particular trend doesn't always work and it doesn't always have staying power unless you evolve with it. And I feel like not having a Streets of Rage game for the longest time and it coming out and then being what it was, like I hadn't played a beat-em-up game in forever until I played that. And then I think I instantly went out and find more to be able to play because I was in the mood to play more because it was so freaking good. And then Shredder's Revenge came out and I was all over playing that because I just played Streets of Rage 4 months before. So when it comes down to IPs, I agree. It's a license to print money and you think, why would you want to make something new when you have those available to you? But if they are done so well, then why not? <laughs> why not? Uh, Fatman Dave says you can tell you're old when you think Sonic looks better in 2D I mean pixel uh, pixel art Sonic 
I'm here for that every day of the week. Uh, Tito says, and Ubisoft still forgets it has Plinus. Exactly. Our, that is a license to print money for them, but they haven't done it um, for whatever reason. Um Aura Stream says, uh, every event, I'm sad there is no new Splinter Cell. Exactly. So, again, there's two people in the chat that I brought up Splinter Cell. We haven't had one of those in maybe 10 years. Um, so, yeah, it's it, as much as it is, it needs to be done well, which is why I think there's a, a large fear there that if they pick up an old IP, it's not going to do so well. But, again, if it has love and attention, then we're good to go, aren't we? We are good to go with these things. But ladies and gentlemen, speaking of good to go, it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to bring you this podcast today that I'm going to I'm gonna get going now so I can get it chopped up and put it out on podcast services as well as on YouTube for you guys as well. Myself and Graham will be back this week. We will be in the office tomorrow. We might be able to get a stream out. I'm not entirely sure. Um, obviously, Graham's been away for the last five days, so I'm sure he'll have a lot to be able to go through. Um, but yeah. We'll be back at some point this week um, with some video game news. But if you are new around here, please do follow this channel. Please do go on to our socials. It's at, uh, sorry, it's at Ice Cream Uploads across everything. It's very easy to be able to find. Yeah. If it's got an ice cream, if it's got, uh, sorry, if it's got a Santa hat on the logo, that is definitely us. Um, but yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. You guys have been awesome as always. If you want to help shape any of the shows that we may have this week, there's two ways you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. It is at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media platforms or alternatively get involved with our discord all we need for you is a url plus your thoughts and opinions we will then give you our thoughts and opinions on the very next show which i'm not entirely sure when it's going to be this week but again if you are in our discord we'll definitely let you know beforehand as and when we have a show ready for you do stick around though we'll send you over to one of our friends who is currently streaming but as always guys there's one thing that we want you to do my friends and that is stay frosty